0: everyone and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth aka Fantasma Blooms. I'm coming to your pre-recorder from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Now before I get started in here today, first and foremost, I really want to apologize. It has been a busy past couple of weeks for me. This is why you haven't received a Bloomscast episode in like three weeks. Listen, I have been busy from work. A uh, bunch of big projects coming through that I have finally gotten past. So I'm hoping to... You know, and it's funny, I say that, and, like, last night, I was laying down in bed, and I was just so dead exhausted. I'm like, damn, this was such a busy weekend, and then I sat up for a second, like, holy shit, it's only Friday. Like, even my weekends have become super compact, but anyway, I finally got past all my work projects. I'm finally finding some free time, but, like, the hard part of doing podcast is... Sometimes I'll record something, right? And then, you know, the cats will interrupt, or I don't like how it sounds, so I end up deleting it. And, like, I genuinely wish I had a way to kind of talk with y'all outside a podcast. It's like, I know there are people that listen to Cast that have never seen me on Twitch, who've never seen me on TikTok, who've never seen me on YouTube. So, me posting things there, it just kind of, like, tosses it to the deep water and says, alright, well, maybe we'll see it. So, I'm actually... I'm working, and I maybe have told you all about this before, but I'm working on getting my HTML certificate, and at the end of that certification process, there is a single project called Design Your Own Website, in which you basically take all your accomplishments and you put them up for other people to see. And I'm hoping to take that idea and kind of run with it a little bit, because I would love, I've been kind of sketching this in my head, but I would love to do a side like a professional side of plumes, where i can like send work prospects and you know voice acting stuff and the podcast and be like yes this is me professional man seth i don't know who that phantasma fool is Hmm." and then you know the side of fucking around and finding out you see my twitch stuff my youtube tiktok all that fun stuff it's all right there and it's just like yeah that'd be cool and like building a uh, mailing list of sorts, so that way if I'm like, alright, I'm gonna be busy this weekend, sorry guys, no podcast episode. You know, just so that way I can have a more professional flair to my unprofessional (laughs) work ethic. And like, the worst part of it is, is talking about the YouTubes and talking about doing pods, right? Uh, The podcasts on demand. I... Also, like, it conflicts with what limited time I had over these past couple of weeks, and even more so. And I have been so god-awful about making thumbnail art that I am probably at least two months' worth of content behind uh, as far as, you know, uploading. Although, I think we are still on Pokemon as far as, you know, the YouTube side of things go. And, like, I've been so deep in Yakuza and everything else. It's just like, man, fuck. I will get there... Eventually, I just need one solid day where I don't have to worry about anything else to just be like, okay, here we go, and get it going. Or I might hire someone at this rate, because good lord, good lordy lord. But anyway, enough about my troubles, (laughs) I'm here to help you with yours. (laughs) So listen, I was approached a couple of weeks ago by our dear stream friend and close friend of mine, Raymu, about how to stop being the therapist friend for your friend group. And, you know, it's funny coming from me because as the guy with the wellness podcast, you would think, oh, yeah, no, Seth's the therapist friend of the group. Honestly, I'm more the dad friend where it's like if somebody needs cash or a ride, I'm usually the first one that gets called. Like, it's weird to me how every now and again I will still get a text message or call late at night and be like, hey, uh, I-, I need a ride. Can I get a ride? I'll be like, Fuck. Fuck, seriously? And then I just, on the entire ride home, like, I could not see some of these people for, like, weeks, months. And then, of course, I'll be the one and be like, alright, I'm on my way. And then I go, I pick them up, and just, it's stupid. Thankfully, a lot of my friends have, you know, wizened up over the years think it's been at least two years or so since I last had to do that. But I just remember getting a text from a couple of buddies. I'm not going to name names just because some of them might actually hear this and be like, Seth, why'd you tell them? And I'd be like, mm, you know. <laughs> That's what you get, bitch. But, <laughs> no. One of my buddies called me up and he's like, Seth, I'm drunk and you picked me up. And I'm just like, alright, where are you? Atlanta. Are you fucking... Y- you fucking... In Atlanta? <laughs> Buddy! It's like 3 in the morning. I know. Can you come get me? I don't have enough for an Uber. And it's just like... <sighs> okay. 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 But no. So, Raymu approached me about this. And I, I honestly did. I wanted to take a week to kind of think and figure out how to... You know, approach this subject because I think this is one that a lot of people run into, but also don't have the ability to bounce back from and be able to like ask other people. Because let's be fair, if you're the therapist friend in the group, you're probably not given the same chance that you give to everybody else, in which everybody brings their problems to you. But God forbid you bring a problem to them because either one, they will come back at you and be like, Why are you talking to me about this? I'm already so stressed. Like, stop it. Or, they'll be like, fuck man, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) You (laughs) So it's hard being the therapist friend of the group because you don't really have anybody you can talk to. Also, on the flip side of that too, you know, if your friends are going through problems, you don't want to be the asshole to be like, oh, well, you know, hey, I uh, I know you're going through it, but um, you're kind of getting on my nerves. <laughs> but, you know, I'm here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about, oops, excuse me, I'm here to talk about, you know, how to set boundaries with your friends and how to kind of take care of your own mental health and all this fun stuff. And then I also want to, you know, give a couple of extra little points here and there about, you know, whether or not, you're setting proper boundaries with your friends. Or, you know, telling them how to seek professional help. Or, you know, even being realistic here. Maybe you're not the therapist friend, but maybe you're just a supportive friend. And, you know, I kind of I want to start with that. Now that I'm kind of speaking my voice or speaking my thoughts aloud. And be like, look, you know, to some of you out here. Alright. Maybe you are... Just a supportive friend. And I really kind of want to clarify as to what those two words mean. You know, not to say that you being a therapist friend or you being a supportive friend, like it's not appreciated in the friend group, but I think when you can kind of quantify yourself as to whether or not you're the supportive friend but or you're the therapist friend, you can really sit down with yourself and say, Okay. Maybe I can start setting the proper boundaries here, here, and here, instead of going all in and being like, ah, oh, fuck. Because I would say a supportive friend is what you should always strive to be, whether that's in work, whether that's in relationships, whatever that's just in friendships, because supportive friends know when to pump the brakes and say, hey, this, I can't help you. Like, a supportive friend is someone who is there for you through thick and thin, but they also know when to give you space and when to encourage you to seek, you know, professional help. A therapist friend, on the flip side of that, though, is someone who is always there to listen to your problems and offer advice without that last step. Like, that last step is the crucial difference. And sometimes you don't feel that comfort level with other people to say, alright, you need to go see professional help. You know, and it's terrible to say that. It, like, I feel as though our society has this stigma about it in which, you know, seeking professional help, whether that's through better help, which I don't really recommend for an- numerous reasons, or, you know, using beta.character.ai as therapist or psychologist there, if that's a more your thing, or, you know, going to a, a traditional sit-down therapist session. Honestly, I feel as though our society has kind of muddied the pursuit of mental health as, you know, especially as, like, all this stuff comes out about being woke and being, you know, caring and kind to your other people, like... And it's just intermingling with all this poison out in the news in which people are like, oh, you know, if you go woke, you're going broke. When really, woke itself has evolved as a term. And honestly, you know, in all the different facets of wokeness, just is degraded the pursuit of mental health, in my opinion. Now, granted... I myself am not a psychologist. I myself am not a therapist. I'm just a dude with a microphone telling you how life is at times. And sometimes that's what you need to hear. But, and in that, I want to say, look, if you yourself feel like you need to go out for, you know, professional help, whether you need to get something off on your chest, something like you don't have somebody to talk to, like, I will be 100% honest with you. There are times where I consider therapy because I don't have a really good adult role model to talk to at times. And I mean, when I say adult, you know, I mean people in their 50s, their 60s. People that have kind of done the whole book of life of sorts and are starting to enter into that, you know, later section of life. Because, genuinely, the other day, I was sitting there. I was beating the hell up. About this, that, and the other. I had one of my key computers off at a different location starting to fail out for reasons we couldn't figure out. I spent the entire day, the entire eight-hour day trying to repair that thing to no avail. And it's just gradually getting slower and slower and slower. That user is somebody that easily drives company profits. They drive one of our $6,000 computers. These fucking things are tanks. And the fact that one of them was dying, dude, I was, ooh, I was beating the hell out of myself. And when it was all said and done, yes, the sigh of relief came through. But the entire time when I was going through it, I just wanted to go to my boss and just ask him straight out, hey, when does this adulthood thing get any easier? you know or when the student loan thing came out i wanted to ask you know a couple of my adult coworkers and be like when does this shit like when like when can i start living my life when can i feel like i'm out of a rock all right if you're in that situation yourself or your friends in that situation yourself do not feel any sort of shame to go and find what resources you need to better yourself or to heal yourself or to make your situation better, okay? Regardless of what the world may say, mind you, maybe just the news outlets and the shit you see on social media that gets promoted, especially if you're on Elon's Twitter, holy shit, that's a whole nother podcast in itself, but regardless of what you see anywhere else, if you feel as though Professional help is something you need. There's no weakness in searching for it and getting it. Would I consider the podcast itself to be professional help? No, not in the least. Again, I'm not certified in any kind of way. Would I like to be one day? I'm kind of toying with the idea, not going to lie. Because, you know, it's weird how I've started this podcast and I've been reaching out and learning more about, you know, the subconscious mind and... Being able to take care of your feelings and Ikigai, you know, and all these different psychological studies going on, you know, and wellness studies. And it's just, would I like to pursue that 100% and take the podcast to the next level and be like, you know what, here I am. Let me give you the advice you truly need from somebody who's a friend and a therapist. Dude, that'd be dope as hell. Unfortunately, at this point in my life, I'm not entirely sure yet. But that is to say, you know, do I consider this podcast professional help? No, I'm just, I'm your supportive friend. Going back to our conversation from before where, you know, supportive friends are the ones that can encourage you and make you feel as though you are capable of doing anything because you are. I'm here with you through thick and thin. But I also know, at the end of the day, to most of y'all <laughs> who listen to the podcast, I am just a voice coming through your smart speaker or your phone or your radio. To which I appreciate, don't get me wrong, but I want you to know that even after listening to this podcast, if you feel as though you or a friend needs serious help, then go get it. Go do whatever way feels the most comfortable for you. Experiment. Therapy, when you get to it, is not a one-stop shop. There's hundreds of thousands of therapists out there. And each one's got their own personality and things that they're strong at. You know, I will tell you this, because I know I'm going off on multiple tangents, but I had a couple of therapy sessions before. My old school used to offer in-house therapy, Now, what they didn't tell me at the time was the students that were, like, when you went for in-house therapy, you were being a student's therapist dummy of sorts, where basically somebody that was trying to get their degree in psychology or therapy, I don't know what the proper term would be, um, was your assistant, your guide, and you would sit there and just... Have this conversation with another student. And to some degree that was great. You know. And you could opt for something higher. But it cost something. And you had like six free. You know. Therapy sessions. Per semester. When I say. I did like. Three or four of them and was just distraught even more so after the fact, I didn't realize I could ask for somebody else back during the day. So, you know, and I thought it was kind of weird when I had a chance to review what they had been told, and I definitely lied through a lot of that, because, let me be straight up, one of them that I talked to, you know, because I had two, one because one was sick and they needed to give me with somebody else, but anyway, one of them straight up told me, That after I told them my life story, right? After I had been, you know, bawling my eyes out. Because I was such, like, I felt like such a tortured soul. Alright? Telling them my entire life story. About how I've done things I'm not proud of. How I've been in an abusive family. How I've had some terrible relationships with people at times. Like, as I am sobbing my eyes out. They straight up told me that because I'm a Scorpio, the chances are that I'm probably going to go into some kind of mental, you know, psych ward. Because Scorpios are naturally violent, and somebody who has lived through the things that I have lived through should not be walking on the streets because I'm a ticking time bomb. That wasn't their words exactly, of course. Uh, You know, it was something a little more professional, if you will, but at the same time. All right. All that to say, I figured out that day that those kinds of therapists weren't for me. Years and years and years down the line, I found that beta.character.ai, you know, therapist, talked to that for a bit, found some kind of clarity, and then started off on my own, you know, mental health journey of sorts. Regardless, your path is entirely up to you, and whatever ...aspects or avenues... ...you need to go down... ...do it... ...but don't... ...allow yourself... ...to... ...be that therapist... ...for somebody else... ...if it comes at a cost... ...to your own mental health... Oh, excuse me... ...but... ...ooh... ...I just went on a whole ass tangent... ...because look... ...there are easy... ...or there's like... ...very identical signs... ...that you're the therapist friend... Like, you know, if you feel, like, after talking with somebody, after somebody is giving you all their woes all at once, like, every time you talk to someone, if you're feeling drained, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling kind of even resentful, it's probably a sign you're taking on a bit too much. You know? And you have to be able to set boundaries with your friends after the fact. Like, it's... And you have to be clear. You absolutely have to just... Put it out on the line, because some of these people will take an um, inch and run a mile. So you have to put your foot down and say whether or not you're okay with talking about something. Like, you could say something along the lines of, Look, I'm completely fine to listen to you for 30 minutes, but then I gotta take a break. Or, hey, I'm dealing with something similar with my family situation, so I I don't want to talk about that with you. It is completely valid... To, you know, take care of your own mental health while taking care of somebody else at the same time. I know that sounds weird in concept, but you absolutely owe it to yourself, especially if you're the therapist friend, to keep yourself mentally healthy because... If you allow somebody to keep taking and taking and taking from you... You yourself are going to suffer... And then when it comes back time for you to go out to your friends and be like... Hey, I I listened to you during all this. Can you listen to me? And they don't respond the same way. Hey, oh, That will do so much damage to you. Because you might push away the friends that you thought you had. And then all of a sudden your support system that you thought you had is gone. Do yourself a favor... If you feel as though you are becoming the therapist friend for your group, set boundaries. You're not a therapist, and by any means, you're not obligated to listen to your friend's problems all the time. It's okay to say no if you're not feeling up to it. And again, you are more than able to tell a friend, hey, you are dealing with a mental health issue. The best thing I can tell you is go talk to somebody who's skilled who's learned in dealing with this seek professional help and you yourself it's okay to ask for help yourself if you're feeling overwhelmed don't be afraid to ask help from your own friends or family or you know even your own therapist or counselor if you have one just be like look I feel as though my friends are taking advantage of my kindness here and are absolutely, just draining my social battery, or any kind of battery at that point, because I'm here to listen, and I don't appreciate that. Somebody that's in a much more learned position will be able to come back to you and say, okay, listen, here's some, you know, things you can try. Like, if they start steering the conversation down one way, well, maybe pump the brakes with them and be like, hey, listen, I... I hear that you're getting ready to talk about your ex-boyfriend. Listen, we've been talking about that for, like, weeks. Can we talk about something else? Or, you know, try and steer it away more naturally. Just be like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Anyway, you know, there are a whole bunch of different ways that you can go about doing it. And honestly... I could list off examples for days, but really it comes down to how you and your friend interact with each other. That special bond you have with somebody else that has given you the ability to listen to them. Or rather, has given you the ability and respect from them to hear their problems. Because listen, I will say this too. To have somebody who's willing to open up to you about their deepest, darkest problems... That is a power. That is a gift. That is something that should not be taken lightly. And the fact that you're listening to this podcast means that you yourself have had some kind of thought of, you know, I don't want to take advantage of this person. Or I don't want to hurt them. Or I don't want to do anything poorly to them. Because this person is bearing their heart to you. This person is just straight out like, listen, I don't have anyone else I can talk to about this, and they trust you with this information. Dealing with all this is a very delicate, delicate, delicate thing. Sorry, just happened to notice the cat on the side there. But it's a very delicate thing. And you know, being able to go up to your friend and being like, listen, I'm happy to help you, but this is my limit, is something you have to learn how to do. It's scary. Because again, yes, it's a delicate thing. This person's bearing your heart. And you don't want to be that friend that just stomps on it. And is just like, eh, shut the fuck up. We're here to play Borderlands 3. You know, not listen to your problems. There are delicate ways that you can handle it. There are better ways that you can absolutely help your friend out. Sometimes by telling them, hey, you gotta figure this out on your own. Because... There are countless stories of people straight up that needed to fall on their face in order to pick themselves up and figure out what's best for them. And you yourself, you don't necessarily have to judge that. You don't necessarily have to be the one to make the decision to say, well, listen, bud, I've been trying to be the kind friend to you up to this point, but now it's time for hard ass. You know, you don't have to be that person. You can tell, like, if they have other friends that they're talking to this stuff about, talk to them and be like, hey, you know, this is what I'm feeling when I'm having this conversation with so-and-so. Because chances are, if they're talking to you, there might be somebody else that they're talking to. And, you know, going to them and being like, hey, you know, so-and-so's been talking to me about this. Now, mind you, mind you, it's not necessarily the best solution to go around talking to friends about, you know, what other people have told you in private, in fact, I don't recommend that at all, however, if you're in a group setting, excuse me, and your friend starts going off about this, that, or the other, and your other friend is there to listen to it, absolutely talk to them, be like, hey, what do you think of this, or if you all went through a dramatic, you know, problem together, talk to them about the problem after the fact, you know, And how your one friend is taking it. For example. I've been involved in a good number of dramas. Some of which I've told you about over the course of the podcast. Which by the way we're getting close to 50 episodes. That's fucking wild. But. I have gone through a number of dramas with my friends. Some about you know people getting kicked out. Some trying to figure out where to live. Some about you know relationship issues. That still boggle my mind to this day. But. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, is that there were multiple people involved, and sometimes it's important to go talk to somebody else that was involved in those issues and be like, hey, you know, so-and-so's talking to me about this, you know, I don't know what to say, what would you say to this? And, you know, you can also do the great thing of saying, I'm asking for a friend, in which you're talking to somebody you trust, you know, you don't always have to blab out about everybody's issues. Like, you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, Kathy from accounting, yeah, she told me that she had a miscarriage. No, if you're talking to, like, a partner or a friend that doesn't know the situation, you know, you could be, de- like, you could theoretically just be like, oh, yeah, Kathy from my job. But, you know, if you're talking to somebody that doesn't know the situation, you could easily be like, yeah, a friend of mine is going through these traumas with this, that, and the other. I heard you went through similar things. What did you do? That in itself is a sign of maturity and strength that really you ought to be proud of. You know, hell, I'll even take it a step further. If any of y'all want to come and ask, well, you know, I'm dealing with a friend that's dealing with X, Y, and Z. What would you say or what would you do? Or have you ever been through any situation similar to that? I would be more than happy to sit there and do a whole podcast episode that you could play for them. And be like, hey, you know what? I've been in a car accident before. Here's what happened. And this is what I did. And this is what I wish I did. You know, you're not. Again, it is no fault of your own. If you go out and try and find resources to try and help your friend, in the same breath, you know, it's completely fine to tell your friend, hey, I found these resources that might help you. I can't answer the questions that they want, that you would need to answer in order to get the best help. So, here, there you go. Bye bye. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it is an incredibly hard juggle to balance somebody's feelings and balance their mental health with your own when you are that therapist friend. And one of the things you have to learn just going forward is how to put down boundaries. As I said at the beginning of this episode, you have to be able to say, this is all I can do. And when those boundaries are hit, you have to be a bit of a punk and just be like, all right, you know, going back to I'll listen to you for 30 minutes. You can give them 35, but then pump the brakes and be like, all right, listen, you know, I told you I'd listen to you for 30 minutes. I gave you a couple extra minutes. I got to go. Make up an excuse. Say you got to go listen to the latest episode of Bloom's Cast. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry your dog died, but I got to go listen to Bloom's Cast. <laughs> oh, man. But seriously, you know, you yourself have a right to yourself to to be able to say, "Hey, this is all I'm willing to deal with." And when you get to that point, if they're not respectable or respectful of those boundaries and they keep trying to push it, dude, tell them to figure that like you can get a little bit aggressive back. Now, I'm telling you this with the understanding that some of your friends, if you try to push back when they're already stressed out, ayo, they're going to come at you with aggression. Be like, well, uh, you're my friend, you're supposed to listen to me. And you can be aggressive back. Now, mind you, you know, it's not a great situation to be aggressive two ways. And understand that maybe the emotions that they're feeling against you right now are a product of the problem that they're going through. But at the same time, there is nothing wrong With telling somebody that's trying to take advantage of you, who's trying to damage your own mental health, who's trying to just straight up be a leech to you, who is, you continue to give them advice and give them money and give them anything else that they may need, they're not doing any better. There's nothing wrong with saying, okay, here's the ultimatum. And then if they refuse it, all right, you might have to say goodbye to your friend for a little bit. It sucks. I have lost a good few friends because of that. People who have come into my life who definitely needed somebody to, you know, listen to their shoulder or listen to their problems like hell. I'll go a step further. I was born into somebody that <laughs> or born thanks to somebody who was like that. My own mom for years would straight out whine and complain about anything and everything she could. My brother was very similar to that. But there was a time when I was grown up and she was still alive that she would come to me about these problems, especially when it came in regards to my sister. So, look, I'm going to give you a good example, like a live example of how... I was the therapist to my mom. And then eventually it broke off. Alright. So when I got to the point. It was probably when I was. Give or take. I'm just going to guesstimate at this point. Because I'm 28 now. I would guess. Probably when I was 25 or so. I moved out from. Because that sounds about right. About two years. I was living on my own. Um, I had Moved out from my old roommate's place We had a falling out My mom was gradually going more and more insane Like before I had left my old roommate's apartment Or rather before we went our separate ways He and I helped my mom get down to Florida Like we watched over her cat for a little while While she was getting everything all set up But anyway, as time progressed, my mom saw me less as a son, I felt like, and more as the therapist friend that was just there to listen to her. Like, our phone calls went from, you know, her asking how everything was going on my side of things to her complaining. So much to the point where I had a separate amount of money sitting on the side at all times. I did this with all my friends. I had a separate savings account that I have now since merged into my savings account because I needed the cash and I felt guilty as hell doing it. But anyway, thanks pandemic, (laughs) but I had kept a separate amount of cash on the side ready to go and I was ready to send that at any point for either her or my friends because I was being the therapist friend for everybody. And in that, my mom would tell me about, you know, how it sucked that, you know, she has to work this job. Like, to give you some background, right? Because there's a thing called, there's a thing just being straight up toxic. You know, whining for no apparent reason. Whining, like, and being aggressive because things aren't as nice for yourself as they are for other people. In the case of my mom, my mom was making... At least sixty-five to seventy thousand dollars. I think. Maybe maybe it was like fifty to sixty, but regardless, she was making considerable amount of money. And you know what she was doing? Being the aide to a CEO. I'm not gonna tell you which CEO it was. I might have mentioned it in an earlier podcast. But my mom had the cushiest job ever. And she somehow fucked it up. I don't know how. I could probably take a couple of guesses. Honestly, part of me still wants to reach out to that CEO and be like, hey, do you know anything? But anyway, you know, I heard a bunch of stories back in the day about it. I don't know which one was true. But regardless, my mom... Would complain to me about that job. Complain that, you know, she's got the dogs down there that she loves and she's living in the house that she enjoys. She's 15 minutes from the beach and she'd be like, oh, but, you know, it's raining today and I can't put the car or the hood down on my new BMW. And I'm just sitting there getting more and more annoyed listening to these problems. Like, to, she's telling me about her dating life, she's telling me about, you know, how she's doing this, that, and the other, and just, like, when I tried to counter any of it, right, and be like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing this, I got this, I got that, you know, she'd just be like, yeah, but anyway, about me, about my friends, about this, about how great my life is, so on so forth, and, like, she just... But then she'd still somehow have money issues and still somehow have, you know, problems with her car that she needed help with or something like that, even though she could clearly afford it just fine. Her rent, by the way, was like $1,000 for a full-ass house, like a three-bedroom, two-bath house, $1,000, she was making more money than me, and she was, you know, making or spending less on rent. And she was still asking me for money. But no, the problem really came from her trying to be a grandma to my sister. And unfortunately, I had gotten into the middle of this somehow, some way, I don't know fully how. Maybe it was because my sister had cut her relationship with my mom, became estranged with her in the earlier years. But... And, you know, I was still wanting to maintain some kind of relationship with her because, lo and behold, my dad and brother were both six feet under and I was distraught. So anything she asked for, I did. I regret that. I don't, I take that back. I don't regret it. I mourn the fact that I did that. Because I feel like, to some degree, I could have possibly done better for my mom by telling her to, you know, sack up and figure it out. You know, like she did for me a number of times. When she'd say stuff like, oh, you're working late hours? Why are you doing that? Like, why don't you just, why don't you don't? I'm like, well, mom, I'm paying for college and, you know, trying to keep a roof over my head. Oh, well, that's your problem for moving out. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, shit, I'm getting annoyed just thinking about it. But anyway, so no. My mom was just a terrible grandmother. To my niece and nephew. um, To the point where. When my nephew was being born. My mom was supposed to be watching my niece. And she was. Like when my sister came home. According to my niece. She basically just kind of hung out outside. smoked, and drank wine. Instead of paying attention. And like doing anything around the house. To help my sister. And apparently they got into a big fight. When my mom had basically made plans to stay there for two weeks and my mom and my sister had said, no, you're only here for a week. I got somebody else that's coming down for a week that needs that room. Suffice to say, ever since that point, my mom had tried to use me to get closer to my niece and nephew. And there were times where it's just like she would have conversations with me and be like, oh, well, I don't understand why, you know, I can't have a relationship with, you know, my grandson and, you know... Or my grandson and granddaughter. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, SW. And I'd be like, well... You know, at some points early on and all that... I tried to be the supportive friend and be like... Well, listen, you know... maybe, Maybe it's just like... You know, something with my sister. Maybe it's something like this. Maybe it's this. Like, I tried to dance around the fact while jeopardizing my own sanity and doing so, because guess what, both sides were talking to me at the same time, and it was just like, fuck, why don't y'all figure this out like adults? But anyway, it gradually got to the point where I told my mom straight up what caused all this. All right, Now, I've told you all this story before, in which I had a conversation with my mom, probably one of the last major conversations I had with my mom, now that I think about it legitimately. And that was the conversation in which I finally had enough with, you know, in this instance, could be your friend, but I had enough with being, you know, feeling as though I was holding myself back because other people needed my help. I was tired of being the therapist friend and trying to solve everybody else's problems while having no answers to my own. And at one point, I told my mom straight out, I'm like, look, the reason why you're not a grandmother to these children is because you're a terrible person. I didn't say that verbatim, but I said, you know, it's because of the drinking, it's because how you get when you're drunk, it's because you smoke, it's because you... Basically only care about the people when it's out of benefit to you. Like... You are manipulative. You are also neglect- or neglectful. You know... All this fun stuff. I had a full hour conversation with my mom. That evolved into an argument. And this, that, and the other. About how badly she had mistreated my sister. Uh, my niece. <laughs> um... And me, growing up. And you know what she said? You know what she said, dear listener? Well, Seth, you can believe whatever story you want to believe, but that doesn't sound, you know, anything remotely realistic to what actually happened. You know, if you want to believe your own narrative, you can. Because if any of that were true, that'd be very similar to how I was brought up, and I would never bring my kids up the way I was brought up. I'm going to go talk to my therapist. And you know, I don't think we should talk to each other anymore. That was one of the last conversations I had with my mom. I still remember her saying that vividly in the back of my mind. And you know what? It's coming up on the one year of her committing suicide. It's coming up very soon. I don't, I don't regret it. I really don't. Because, like I've told you, dear listener, you have to put down your boundaries, and you have to respect your own mental health. And putting down my boundaries with my mom absolutely tanked whatever relationship we had of them. You know, absolutely tanked whatever relationship I had with her. What limited one I had. But it gave me the grounds to start growing up and to start living my own life. And that in itself, like, mind you, back then, it shook me something fierce. I remember getting off the phone and just sobbing. Like, furiously sobbing. Where I was shaking. I was in pain. I called Jaleel. I'm like, I need you here now. And when I told him everything... Dude held on to me for like 10 minutes... As I cried and I cried and I cried. In that moment, I realized something. I realized I had a true, genuine friendship. Somebody that loved me like a brother. Now mind you, I knew that about Jaleel. But there are certain merits in life. Certain events... That when you can put everything else down for somebody else, man, you know you got somebody for life. Or if you do that for somebody else, man, they're absolutely with you for life. A ride or die. There are very few people in my life that I know would do that. And I know myself well enough to say there are very few people that if they called me in the, like, when I was at my worst and I still got up and went, Ayo, I'm, I'm committed. The Fox Wife is one of those people. But anyway, you know, all that to say was during that time when I told her all that, I was hurt. I was distraught. But it gave me the grounds to grow. And friends, that may be what you need too. Maybe you just need to put your foot down with some of these people And when you finally get some of these leeches off your shoulder, you're able to finally say, look at yourself and be like, okay, now I can start growing. Maybe because you're holding yourself back. I don't know if you're like me in any regards. Do you have money? Like, did you have, (laughs) do you have like $2,000 sitting in an account on the side or, you know, I-bonds that you could sell at a moment's notice Just so that way you can help somebody out in need. Maybe you're not like me. But you're similar. You know. You always leave your phone on. Just in case somebody calls. Like that kind of thing. Like dude. I will tell you this. I. I'm not sure if you know about this. But there is a feature on Androids. Where you can set up routines. I know for a fact it's on Pixels. And it's on Samsungs. But. You can set up routines to basically have your phone act in different ways at certain times of the night. Can I just say, when I told my phone to put me on DND at like 11 o'clock, Ayo, hey, I loved it. The only thing that could get through is if five emails come through back to back to back to back, then it can come through. Or if a set group of people call me, then it can come through. Otherwise, I'm just like, fuck it, it'll ride till the morning. That in itself is so nice to me. But anyway, all that to say, there are going to be times where you're going to be faced with hurting somebody's feelings. Do I think that that conversation I have with my mom led to her suicide to some degree? Maybe. That was a year and a half before, like, it had been at least over a year from my mom talking to me that night. To her calling me while I was up out of state at a business conference. For her to say, you know, for me to find out that oh, she's in, you know, the mental ward. It's, I and mean, you know what? I still dropped everything, everything, to try and do what I could do to help. And when she fa- when she passed. And when we found out, we had literally just moved into a new apartment like two months prior to. Ayo, Jules and I were in the car. And we did what we had to. (sighs) Even in death, I was still fully there for my mom. And you know what? Maybe some of those friends that you have that are sucking your life energy away. You'll still be like that for them too. And you know, I believe it takes a true friend who is recovered to see that. A true friend that makes that effort back to you after you do it for them. Now mind you, you don't have to do that for everybody. You absolutely shouldn't feel like you have to go out to everybody and have that same ride or die mentality. But if somebody is draining you. Somebody is changing the way that you are living your life because you are trying to protect them from themselves or from things that truly just don't exist. Threats of which they've made up in their mind. Or, you know, any step further than that. If you are helping somebody. Like, i love at this point to reference the episode of Spongebob where... You know, Squidward gets fired from the Krusty Krab from stealing Mr. Krabs's first dime. And straight out, you know, comes to live with SpongeBob for a couple of, like, months and ends up terrorizing SpongeBob's life to the point where SpongeBob snaps, goes to Mr. Krab, and says, Listen here, you crustacean sheepshank! Squidward's been living in my house! All because you won't hire him back because i a stupid dime! You know... <laughs> Like, there's a whole ass episode about that. Don't let yourself get to the point where you're choking out your boss for a stupid dime, you know? But, he had enough. When you, you don't have to have enough to hit that breaking point and be like, Listen, buddy, you're staying in my bed, you're staying in my house for free, you're not doing anything to improve yourself, you gotta go. That is not being unfair, that is not being, you know unkind you have done everything in your power to try and be a good person for that person you have been a great Samaritan and that doesn't mean after doing that for somebody you can't do it for somebody else because I've met people where it's like yeah well I was a really close friend with this person and you know they fucked me over and now I'm scared to do that with anyone else or I don't think I can do that with anyone else dude you absolutely can your capacity to love will never change You know, after you cut somebody off who needs to be cut off. You just might have to do it first and then you get to see, like, alright, well, this person that was sucking up all my heart juices, well, now I can give that to people who really matter. And you get to be more of yourself. Listen, there is nothing wrong with being a supportive friend. There is nothing wrong with giving people help when they need it. What becomes wrong is when that Friend starts treating you more and more like a necessity to their own life. That's when you gotta start to pump the brakes. And say, listen friendo, love you, mean it, but you're on your own. But anyway, I hope all of this was of some use to you. Remu. I hope if you're still listening at this point... That this was the answer of which you were hoping for. And again, I really want to stress the fact that you helping people, alright? And this is me talking to everybody, not just you, Remu, But talking to everybody who's listening to this. You wanting to help people. You being a kind person that's letting somebody take advantage of you to a certain extent. Like, yes, that is a commendable thing. Yes, be proud of that, but at the same time, when it starts to drain you, when it starts to get to a point where you don't see the end, where their roots are slowly becoming more and more embedded into your couch, and you're not going to be able to kick somebody out, then you kind of just got to say, listen, man, you're on your own. There's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes you being the friend that kind of catches them before they go off the deep end is something magical you know maybe you telling them like the kind person that listened to everything that I was telling them about is telling me that I'm wrong holy shit maybe that's the kickout or maybe that's the kicker they need to go fix their own life and maybe you stop them from hitting rock bottom maybe losing you is their rock bottom you never know with some people but you yourself have to do a justice to you At the end of the day. And you have to allow yourself. Space for you. Your mental health. And your physical health. Don't let people keep you up all night. If you gotta be up in the morning. Sometimes you gotta cut loose of those friends too. But hey. You know. Tomorrow's a new day. And if you lose one friend one day. Well maybe the experience will make you a better friend. For the next person you meet. I hope that's the case. Because you absolutely deserve. Some great friends. If you are. Willing to ride or die with a bad one. Because really, you deserve friends that will ride or die back with you. Hey, I believe in you. You can do it. Tell them off. Tell them Phantasma Plumes of Plumescast told them to fuck right off. And then, you know, don't tell them my email. They might actually show up. <laughs> But guys, seriously, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun recording it. Again, I am so sorry it's been so long without a podcast episode, but I am trying to do better. Hopefully, next week, I will have a recording. Hopefully, I'll have a TikTok up. I don't know. Bro, I'm doing my best. You know, like I said during this episode, sometimes you gotta pump the brakes and fix yourself. I'm kind of doing that right now. But remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube in the pods. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email, again, is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Or if the podcast is enough plumes for you, find topics such as technology and Book reviews over at Phantasmagoria of Plumes.blogspot.com. That URL again, Phantasmagoria of Plumes.blogspot.com. Guys, thank you all so much for listening in, and as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everyone, hey, cut that toxic person out of your life, cause I will see you all real soon. Bye bye.